All right, Super Crosstalk apparently is not really happening as Super Crosstalk today. The big CY, Clinton Yates, is in for Sedano. What's up? And, and Clinton, they, they, Mason and Ireland show in its entirety just up and left us. This is what the scene is like. You know how, and I use this analogy a lot because, well, I'm very fond of my days back in middle school, but you know how when, like, one kid was having a sleepover and, like, he had invited enough kids that the kids brought their sleepover stuff to school that Friday. Mm-hmm. And then, like, their mom shows up. And it's like, actually, not only are all these kids coming to our sleepover, but we're taking them to some thing where they're going to leave school early. And everybody just sits there like, well, dang, I wish I'd gotten invited to that if for no other reason that I could leave school early. <laughs> that was kind of the vibe. As soon as I walked in, Greg was like, by the way, we're getting out of here because we're going to go see Top Gun as a show together immediately. I love <laughs> so- how they actually told you, though. Because all I got was, are you ready to dial in, which I was. And then it was, do you want to play Game of Games, which I did. Until, Linz, I, I got to say, I loved your game for Game of Games. But we could have we could have repurposed it and called it something else, and we could have done it with us. You don't have to do it with them. But we don't really do games. Like, they do games every day. And as somebody who, you know, I work, used to work on that show, it's extremely difficult to come up with fresh, new, whatever games every single day. Somebody's doing a game. So this was, this was, the heat was out. It had to see the streets. That's yeah. Once you, once you wrote it, it was, it was I, good. I, I thought of it when I was picking some paint colors, and then I was just like, Greg, I texted him. I was like, this is a good idea for a game. And he didn't quite get it. And then he's like, well, why don't you just do it? And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, if I have to not do it and you do it, that'd be good. Can you go back to the beginning of that, though? Because I, I thought it was red, orange, Yellow, green, brown, indigo, violet. But you had other colors towards the end. And Clinton, well, you seem to be very well versed in all of this. Instead of indigo, I said blue. Right. Because that's just like the general term for it. Indigo is another name. And the reason I didn't say that was because that was one of the clues for blue on the easy tier. Mm-hmm. I also think indigo on a color scheme, like on a color theory standpoint for the average person is a little too deep you know what i'm saying exactly like, that's second level that most people forget if they forget a color on the roar gbf scale it's gonna be indigo but to your question scott yeah i was a relatively serious art student in high school meaning that like it was one of the we had like majors at my high school and it was one of my majors and so every day i was in my art class doing various things from theory to different stuff so yeah i was very familiar with that that's why it was funny when i was like no i actually gotta eat and then i was like oh by the way this game is directly in your wheelhouse but mason handled it so that was fun hmm I like the game, Lens. You I mean, want me? To, I have a couple of them. I didn't well, let's, use. Let's do yeah. this. Let's yeah. let's. We don't have to play a game. Let's just do this. Read some of your favorite color names because I'm a big fan of that. Like half of the fun when I see new shoes that come out, like you know these sneaker heads out here, Scott. It's not just what they look like; it's the name of the color. You know, because they'll always give it some goofy name. You know, I don't know peanut butter jungle or something crazy like that. And like <laughs> color names make me laugh, you know, there, so. there are some really funny ones. And I, I was also looking at the Crayola crayons because the tiebreaker question was going to be that like Crayola has made 330 true color crayons, but how many names have they come up with? Oh, and they, the they've had 734 different crayon names. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I love that. That's how I know that cornflower is blue. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. And that's like, I remember I loved macaroni and cheese, the color, because I, I love macaroni and cheese. So I used that and cornflower. Scott, I used to just love Crayolas. Remember those big boxes of Crayolas where yeah. you pop yeah. them up and they had the two different levels and then they had the sharpener on the side of the box? Yeah. That's exactly the beginning of this journey in my world. That's when I really started. I was the idiot that read the colors on the side of the deck on crayons <laughs> as much as I drew with the actual crayons themselves. You know? I love cool. the jumbo crayons with the little sharper. Those are back. fun. Yep. Yeah. You know, the jumbo crayons were better, actually, because the, the other crayons, the little skinny ones, 
It was like the difference between a cigar and a cigarette. The little <laughs> cigarette crayons, those things broke in half all the damn time. No, it I did. Mean- you had to have some relatively decent dexterity in order to be able to use those. And I remember when I was a kid, this is part of the reason how I knew I was relatively good at drawing and getting better at art, was that our art teacher in after school class, she had like the special ones that the kids who could actually draw and could actually handle the crayons without destroying her 128-color set, we could use those. I was one of the kids that got to use those. The expensive ones? Yes, the ones that required a little bit of Mm -hmm. actual skills with your hands Mm -hmm. and not just, let me mash these things into the construction paper. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that was me. (laughs) Yeah, that was me. They would say, they would have like a circle, and they would say, you know, color within the circle and i would color outside the circle and then cut the circle and not worry about all the stuff that had been drawn on the outside you know all the crayon on the outside terrible artist i remember when my favorite thing to do for coloring books by the way this is a fascinating discussion right now but i would i was the person that would outline the outline with like the bold part and then you do the different shadings and stuff you know that i was pretty diligent about that when i was a kid i loved it makes it look better coloring books now are in fact Quite popular oh for adults. The it's adult a very, ones? It's a very therapeutic process. Yes. My sister got me a coloring book and a box of colored pencils during the pandemic. Oh, me too. It was tremendous. Yeah. I loved it. It's awesome. You should try it out sometime, Scott. It really eases your nerves. It's like yep. a, like a thera- therapeutic thing. I've never even heard of the adult uh, coloring book, but yeah. perhaps that it's should be something. It's not what you think. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> right. it's, it's like, it's not you know, adult content no. that you color? it's more no. intricate patterns and stuff that you have to stay in the lines. Yes. It's uh, a little bit harder to do that than it is, you know, it's I not like adult. that work. delineation. Yes. 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 That might stress cap out more. Well, that I didn't, you know. I, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, uh, you know, you said adult, you know, coloring books. I, I of course, thought it was adult I, I know that's where your mind was going, so why <laughs> right. I said that. Right. Clinton, I was very surprised to hear, and I guess maybe I shouldn't be surprised because I have a gentleman who is a friend of mine who has the exact same opinion that you have when I say, yo, man, you uh, you want to go see Top Gun 2, Maverick, you know? And he's like, no, man, I, I didn't see Top Gun 1. I'm like, what? You didn't see Top Gun 1? Are yeah. you kidding me? And his answer to me is, how many black people are in that Thank movie? You. I'm like, I'm like, I think there's one. And he's like, well, that's why I don't see it. <laughs> well, I mean, here's how I'll explain this very simply. I think a lot of people, when I say stuff like this, they think that it means that, like, I'm so this or I'm so that. or I'm trying to be like, no, man, some places, hate to tell you guys this, but black folks do things with other black folks. And they don't worry about what other folks are doing. And as a result, I told you this before, I grew up with two black parents on the East Coast. Most of the stuff that was in the cultural zeitgeist are probably things that might have made it to the generally more large pop culture realm. But there's a lot of things that I've just missed. Not because I was avoiding them or my parents were like, you're not going to do that. Or I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, I don't see any of us, so I'm not going. It just never made the rotation of things that I cared about. You know what I'm saying? I do. And this follows that lead. This is when I'll never forget I had this discussion with uh, the great Bob Lee from Outside the Lines. I told him, Caddyshack, uh, uh, what's that movie called? Animal House and mm-hmm. uh, the hockey one. I was like, these movies aren't funny to me. I missed the time in which I was going to understand the jokes simply because of who I am. Top Gun was probably more of a timing thing. I did play the Top Gun video game on Nintendo. That joint was impossible to land the daggone plane at the end of the (laughs) aircraft carrier. One of the hardest things I remember ever having to do as a child. But culturally, it didn't mean much to me. Now, don't get me wrong. I know what it is when I see it. I just haven't seen that movie. One of those. It's funny that you say that, though, because for me... 
I think we're talking about 1986. What were we doing in 1986? How was the cap Dude. moving around the cabin in Dude, terms of America? I'm a sophomore in high school. Oh, man. Probably just got my driver's license. Oh. Was rolling around in my 1976 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, I by mean, the way. cock of the walk right there. You oh, know? you know it. And, and here's the thing. When, when Top Gun comes out, me and all my high school football buddies, we now think we're all about to become fighter pilots. <laughs> okay? So so we all think that we're like the next, you know, Maverick and Goose and, and, you know, Iceman and everything else. And so that movie was such a part of my life from, call it, 1986 through, I don't know, 90, 92, when I'm kind of done with college. And, and it's just that movie, it's hard to believe that it's like 35 years later that they're doing the next version of it. Let me Let me ask you this, though. So... There's a lot of movies that, even if they're not good movies, even if they're not, I don't want to say necessarily like super popular in the theater, they definitely shift the the zeitgeist, to use Mason's word, of cool in their era. I feel like that's where Top Gun came into play. It's like, whatever this movie is, that's fine, but like everybody's got some version of what they think Top Gun connected to their life at. And for you, I think it was just, what, the basic motivation of these dudes are cool, I like to watch them and feel cool too? I think that there's the one scene, and and I know you didn't see the movie. Lindsay, I'm going to assume you've seen the movie, right? Yeah, I saw it when I was in high school, and my my high school boyfriend, his sister was obsessed with that movie. She was a little bit older, and she was like, you guys have to watch this. It's the greatest love story ever, which... You know, that's why she watched it. And, like, I, I mean, we probably watched it, like, six times over the course of a weekend when we went to go visit his sister in Georgia. <laughs> okay. so. All right, Laura, have you seen the original Top Gun? Um, Like, once or twice. Okay, so you know the scene where they're in the bar and, and Maverick takes the microphone and he sings, You never... Close your eyes anymore when I... I don't remember the words. Working on the number. Kiss your lips. Kiss your lips. And the whole bar goes, doo-doo, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. You know, like that whole thing. Like, that became, Clinton, like, that that became every party we were ever at in Uh, 87, 88. You know, every guy knew all the words to that song, and if there was something that would break out in a party, everybody would sing that song, or at a karaoke bar, for that matter. Gotcha, gotcha. Sort of like that one song in, uh, is it Old School, where he changes up the words, or is that in... Yeah. Well, anyway, that like I totally get that. And that to be fair, that's also why like I'm actually really excited about seeing the second movie. Don't know anybody who's not pumped about it. Not a soul. Every single person I know who cares about Top Gun is 100 percent in on the sequel, which is something kind of rare this day and age, Scott, for things that are either reboots or sequels or reimagined. Sometimes the harder core old school crowd is like, don't mess with my product. That doesn't seem to be the case right now. Why do you, um, or let me rephrase this, why will you see Top Gun Maverick, but it sounds like you probably won't start with the original Top Gun just to see how it all plays out? Probably because it will introduce more questions and I ultimately don't care anyway. Top Gun is not like (laughs) part of my overall, you know, sort of pop culture fan base. I mean, I'm going to learn about it, but like, I want to go see it just because I want to see the movie. I can see the previous one at any time. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is more so because it's also... I'm really excited about it because one of my best friends in the world was a Navy aviator, and she's really excited about it. Cool. So, yeah, there's some personal connectivity there that's got me going to get well, me in the theater. Well, that's the thing, though, is that when I first came to Southern California, this is 2001, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to San Diego. And as a kid, seeing Top Gun and knowing that this was Miramar, Top Gun, Maverick, I'm going to have to give you your dream shot. You're going to Top Gun, Miramar. Um uh, 
Like, I, I wanted to go onto that military base and see what was going on. I wanted to see F-18s take off and land. I wanted to work in the simulator. One time, Clinton, I had a chance to fly out from uh, what's called North Island, which is apparently where a lot of this movie was shot, uh-huh. land on the USS Abraham Lincoln, uh, an aircraft carrier, and spend two nights on the aircraft carrier. And this is, oh my gosh, this is, I don't know, 2003-ish, Why, If I may, how are you doing this? This sounds interesting. What was, the, what was the setup? I was really, really involved with a lot of military charities at the time. Gotcha, okay. And, um, and I had this opportunity, so I flew on what's called a COD plane, and we took off from North Island. We landed on the USS Abraham Lincoln. And I was out there with some NFL players. It was Donnie Edwards, who played for the Chargers at the time. He was a linebacker. Okay. Um, gosh, I can't think of everybody's name. Sure, Dave but Bin. It, was anyway. a group, it was a group experience. Yeah, so there's all these Charger players, me and my, my radio partner at the time. We went on. We landed on this aircraft carrier. And then, I don't know if anybody will remember this, but this is like, I want to say, probably again, like 2004. At the time, President George W. Bush um, landed on an F-18 on the same plane, or oh, on the wow. same boat. Yeah. Wow. And like all the, and, and then he had this speech, Mission Accomplished. Of course, we were, you know, we were. Oh, you were there 15 for 15 years away from Mission Accomplished. Oh, yeah, dude, I was on the USS <laughs> Abraham Lincoln for that. Wow. I know, crazy. And so Top Gun, this is my point, Top Gun was the movie about naval aviators that has me on a lifelong obsession about Naval aviators. My friend's dad was also a Navy pilot. So, yeah, this is one of those things where I feel like as much as anything, I feel like I need to see it for her just to sort of, you know, make sure that I'm keeping abreast of what her interests are. Well, if you ever want to have a really good time, I've got these friends that are now flight instructors at Top Gun. It's no longer called Top Gun. Right. You ever want to waste taxpayer dollars (laughs) at $5,000 per ride? We can go into the simulator and you'll you'll kind of see how the the actual naval aviators how they work not when in a plane but in a simulator dude you think it's hard to land in a video game <laughs> you should try and see what it's like when you're actually in the simulator dude i, I got to say that sounds really fun and now that i'm sitting here thinking about it looking out over la live i'm thinking to myself why on earth didn't we organize something to go to actual San Diego to watch the opening of this movie you know mm. what i'm saying like if it's the local necessary place Heck, I might get in the car and drive on down there this weekend just to get some of the vibe. I'm sure people are super pumped about this. I know. It is, it's cool. Listen, I I don't know. I've been watching all the um, all the marketing tools. I mean, Sean McVay's in a commercial all about Top Gun. Yeah. And and it's got me, like, and I see all the social media buzz. It's like, hey, you got to see it in the theater. Or, hey, we're not streaming this thing. you got to come to the theater. In fact, I think I read that Tom Cruise has been sitting on this movie for two years because he didn't want to release it streaming. He wanted everybody to see it in the theater. I know they wrapped filming before the pandemic happened because I remember when people were talking about it. But I didn't realize that they had, they had finished the whole movie. But I guess so. They're good yeah. for them. Yeah. Good All for right, them. cool. Yeah. So, is, so you are seeing it. I am going to see it. I'm not sure the circumstances under which I'm going to see it. This is one of those deals where I'd rather see this with somebody who is enthused about it than just me walking in there by myself. So we'll see who that person is. Okay. Linz, you seeing it? Yeah, I'll probably go see it this weekend. My oh, my friend really? and I, we go. We used to be like movie buddies. We would go see like movies almost every weekend. We had the, the movie pass, not the actual movie pass, but we had the... AMC or whatever it is where you get you paid ten dollars a month and you could see a bunch of movies and we have so many saved up from the pandemic that we could probably go see movies for the next six months and not have to pay for them. Wow! I'll bet you the consigliere Julian is definitely going to go see it. Oh, this Jules weekend. definitely wants to see it. Come that's on. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Laura, any interest? I got a busy weekend, but I <laughs> I will eventually go see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't see myself seeing it this weekend either. 
You'll probably see it like 10 years from now. True. No, 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 no. I see myself um, definitely going to see it because, again, this is one of my movies from my childhood, from my teenage years. I'm stunned years. you're not going to see this this weekend, to be honest, based um, on all what you just said. I know, but I, I, I'm like Laura. I got a whole busy weekend. I got somebody's bat mitzvah I got to go to. Believe it or not, my parents are coming in from Boca del Vista Phase 5. Wow. So, you know, I mean, I got a high school graduation I'm, I'm dealing with. All right, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. the schedule is, is complete, robust, yeah. if you will. Are you right. coming into the studio next weekend, next week? Um, perhaps you guys want to do it next week. That could work. Yeah. yeah. I can come early. I don't got school no more. That could work. Yeah. If, if, cause that way too, Scott, I can know that I can get some early explainers. Even just see, I talk in the movie theater. I don't talk loudly, but I like to be able to have a bit of a conversation. So if I don't know what's going on, I don't feel like a jerk. So Mm -hmm. maybe I'll be able to ask you some, some pointers like, Hey, what really happened there? You know, I could not go me. with you then because I can't go with a talker. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah. I mean, do people tell you they can't go with you because they a, tell me that? It's a skill I learned in radio, how to listen to two things at once, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it works out for me. But like when I go to like the Marvel movies, I take my kid brother with me because he's a huge fan and he just explains the whole thing throughout the movie. So it works out. I would have no issue with that at all because I would be the same way. Right. <laughs> I would have to ask a lot of questions. All right, there's Super Crosstalk. Mason in Ireland, Bergman and crew, Jorge and everybody just picked up and took off so that they could go see... Maverick, we're about to start the show. Let's do it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Oh, man. Yeah, come on. Come on. I'm still reeling from that shot Morales took at me. He did just take a we shot at you. We had one drink in the middle of no, like nobody was even in the joint. Oh, so that's why, because no one was there. So there was no one there to recognize I'm you. I'm just telling you guys, it happens every <laughs> single day of my life that I leave my house. It's as simple as that. It's okay. So, so wait a second. So you're saying that when you went to Top hey, Golf. Clint Yates? Yes, some okay. form of. <laughs> No, some form. No, I mean you say that like that, but like some form no, no, of I'm that, joking. Scott, happens to me every single day in every single city in America, and it's fine. But because that, that's the extent of it, you know what I'm saying? People are like, I think I know you from somewhere, or something like that. Or are you that dude? Yeah, that's what happens. Okay. It's no big deal. Honestly, it doesn't happen to me a lot. Like you're on TV. Yes. But I laugh, and I've had people be like, "Yo, I recognize that." Laugh. Recognize that voice. I'm telling you, Scott. It, like it does happen. It doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. The power of seven ten. Yeah, Somebody major. recognized me because I was calling my dog at my apartment complex. Okay. Hey, Chewy. Chewy. I was like, I was like, come on, Chewy, let's go. And he goes, Chewy, Lindsay, are you Lindsay from, from Mason in Ireland? Back when I worked on their show. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I recognize your dog's name. Nice. I was <laughs> like, okay, it it's kind of weird. Yeah, happens. Right? But I did not want to cause a scene on this particular day at Top Golf because I was actually on the television at the time. That's what Morales left out about that. Oh, I was looking oh, so, at the screen at oh. my own face. So, so I was like, let me pull my hat down so we don't get into a whole discussion here. So you're saying Greg that and I like, are trying to play like, golf. Like around the horn was on or something? Yes, that's what was going 
yeah, and then it, you pulled your hat down so that no one could recognize you. I always wear my hat relatively low when I'm in sports bars because this is frequently what happens is that my face might be on the television, and I don't want to disrupt people with that. Never mind myself. <laughs> disrupt people. You know? It's a thing. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What do you think? Like, what are they, everybody going to act like Michael Jackson's in the bar? Oh, my God. It's you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what happens in a sports bar when a person who is a sports personality walks into a sports bar. Number, number do they, one. Do they thing, crowd around you, Clinton? Number one thing that happens is I've got to take a picture for my boyfriend or my dad. That's the number one request at all times. I didn't say they were all dudes either. If it's a dude, oh well, because we know like famous the, people the number, throw themselves at you, the right? Number two, stop it. The number two, Kesha. The, that happened. That's real. <laughs> the number two thing that happens is guys want to talk. What he was wearing. Guys want to talk sports, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have a problem with that. But sometimes, especially if you're with someone else, if I'm going to take time to talk, you know, if I'm going to have a 20 minute discussion with every single person at a sports bar about what's going on on television. You know, yeah, you're this like your whole day. Can't get anything done. You right. Know what I'm so <laughs> I love to talk to people who, who watch the show. It's, it's genuinely one of the most, I don't know, appealing parts of being a part of a show that people like is that people actually come up to, to, to tell you that they enjoy it. So how about when people cool. want to talk to you about something you don't know about? Like, for example, I was walking out of this place and this guy goes, hey, man, um, what do you think is going to happen with the Kings? You think they got a shot? <laughs> and I, I had to stop myself and go, the Kings, the Kings. What's he talking about? Wait, Sacramento Kings. They're not even in the playoffs. Hockey. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, okay, Kings. Okay, he's talking about hockey. And he goes, hey, you think the Kings got a shot? And here's me. Like, I have no idea. I don't know who they're playing. I haven't seen one game all season long. I haven't seen one minute of anything. I couldn't name one player on the team. And here's me. I'm going, Hey, look, they got a chance, right? I mean, listen, they were down in this first game. They came back. They won the second game. They got a legitimate shot, right? I mean, they're, they're in the game. Like, they're in the playoffs. So they got a legit shot. Like, so I start talking in a real animated way to make them think that I actually know what I'm talking about when I had no clue what I was talking about. Wait, wait, about. Cl- was that, or Cap, was that the guy that actually mistook you for somebody else for a different celebrity? <laughs> Was it that guy? Oh. Not a different celebrity. No, 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 no. Oh. Nobody took me for any celebrity. I thought you said that somebody thought you were someone else. Oh, it was a golfer. Somebody thought that you oh, were a right. famous golfer and somebody he started asking I, you about golf. That's yeah, what it was. Somebody thought I was Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Yes, that is <laughs> absolutely right. Really? He was, that guy was not asking me about the Kings. I was a different guy. Yeah. So here's some pointers on what you do when you get caught in a hockey conversation and you don't watch hockey. I watch a lot of hockey, so I can tell you this with some level of expertise. Number one thing you mention at all times. Got to say, oh, yeah, they got to pick it up on the power play. That's the first okay, thing go with that. you mentioned. The second thing is we'll hope their goalie situation works out. That's the second That's thing. That's good. That's, That's solid. That'll progress second, the conversation. second level of conversation. And the third thing you say is tough barn to play in whatever their road opponent is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, in the playoffs, tough barn. In the playoffs. They could apply, apply to anything. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you just you know, just just throw that out there next time you're looking. When, well, next time I, you're scrambling. I, I tried to actually, like, I was really, really tap dancing. <laughs> and I was like, this guy really expects me to know something, and I don't know anything. And I was like, well, how about that two-line pass that they had the other day? That was pretty crazy. <laughs> That's not good. No. You don't want that. No. So, anyway, uh, Clinton Yates is in the house on a Thursday afternoon in for Sedano. Sedano, well, we'll, we'll hear him tonight because tonight could be it for the Western Conference Finals. So we will yeah. be listening to that broadcast. I, Clinton, on Tuesday, I drove all the way down to San Diego. It took me 90 minutes to get from L.A. Live to North County, San Diego. 90 minutes. That's all. That's not bad. I listened to that whole basketball game on okay. my way back down. In fact, I was listening when George was kind of describing how the roof had opened and the rain was coming so in. So we need to talk about that. And if Sedano's going to join us, I have all the questions about how that went down. Because my understanding is that that happened earlier in this season as well, in the regular season, right, Scott? Yes, as a matter of fact, um, I wouldn't have known that, but I'm listening to the broadcast, and George is going, yo, 
I was here a couple weeks ago when the exact same thing happened, which is why Mark Cuban seems so angry right now. Like, whoa, we had this happen. I thought we plugged all the holes in our ceiling, and now the game has stopped because the rain is coming down and hitting the court. My buddy sent me a text message with the picture of that guy with that tape that they slap on and the infomercials that they slap on like the bottom of boats to make sure that they don't. Uh, right. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? What is that I, I, what is that I, I can't remember the name like of that. Gorilla right tape or yeah, something? Yeah, whatever that is. He sent yeah. me that's what they need in Dallas. But like, I also feel like this is relatively embarrassing for the Mavs. Like, 2022, you got a leaky roof? Like, how, that's such a basic problem for something that's such a big stage. It seems like a very odd thing to have go wrong if it already had gone wrong once. Got to work on your contractors there, Cubes. All right, well, hold on a second. I understand that George is dialing in right now. Right. <laughs> There he is. He's on the floor in downtown San Francisco. You'll never believe what just happened as I was as I was checking his levels and stuff. Tell me. I'll, I'll let it on. I'll tell you. Hello, Hi, George. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hello, George. We're on the air. Can you hear us? Hello. We'll get it figured Hello. out. We'll get it figured yeah. out. Hang on. Hello. 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 So. Hello. <laughs> Hello again. Hello. Just Hello. call to say hello. <laughs> so anyway. I feel like this is a pretty basic infrastructural problem not to be able to know how to fix in an arena where you might possibly be hosting, I don't know, the NBA Finals coming up. Here's what I was thinking. If I were a fan in the stands in Dallas, as George was describing that on the radio, I'd be like, "Hello." Um, do we think that the roof is going to hold or yeah. should I get out of here? Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's a really fo- foundationally structural issue that's like, that's odd. I mean, they just hung, what, they, what they do, they hung a parachute up there to collect the water. That's all they really did. I, I I, don't know. That was kind of weird to me on a lot of levels. Is George going to come on and go, hello? Hello. 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 I guess he's not. guess he's not. Oh, well. He's going to try, though. Maybe he's going to try. I talked to him earlier today. I'm like, dude, we got to have you check in from the floor. I like when he checks in. He tells us what he's seeing. He Last time he was scene. here, yeah, they had the music going in the background. That was really something. But um, the funny thing was is that they got a little lucky because it actually happened at halftime. You know what I'm saying? And, like, if that happens in the middle of the game, man, that, that's, then you got sabotage, accusations, and all that kind of other stuff. But you listen to the whole game on the radio, basketball game? I listen to a very large amount of that basketball game on the radio. I yes, like basketball I on the radio. It's fun. Yeah. 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 Um, so, hey, Clinton, speaking of basketball for a second, have you seen the video that's been going viral today um, of Jay Will faking oh, Keyshawn out of his shoes and putting Keyshawn on the floor yeah, okay. at Cameron Indoor. So, okay, there's a couple things about this video that I feel that we need to discuss. We can chalk talk this for an hour as far as I'm concerned. Number one, Jay will on his own home court in college. Is that correct? They're in. That's right. They're in. They're at Cameron Indoor. I mean, all the logos on the floor said Duke. So unless they have a basketball unless court somewhere else. Unless they have something else going on. Yeah. I don't know. Number two. It didn't appear that this was anything more than them just walking on the court. Like, Keyshawn never appeared to be prepared for whatever that was going to be, which I thought was a little bit unfair to him. It's sort of like when you send people in to throw a first pitch, even though Keyshawn is obviously a world-class athlete. Like, Jay Will's a basketball player. I felt like he needed to get a little, at least a stretch in, maybe run a suicide just to get the blood moving before he tried to, you know, hand down, man down on Jay Will. Because the, the end result was not good. No, actually, I'll, I'm I'm going to tell you I see it a little differently. I'm I'm pretty disappointed in Keyshawn to be uh, honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought I thought he wasn't ready, but he made a good job of making a comedy moment out of it because yeah. he just stayed down. That's what you do in that situation, kids. You get crossed up, 
Just stay down. It doesn't matter know. anyway. I, I mean, to me, you're a, you're a number one overall pick. I granted, you know, he's 50 years old or whatever now, and he ain't in the kind of shape that he was in when he was playing in the NFL. Okay, fine. Who is? But come on, Key, you got to have a little bit of basketball. Like, bend your knees, man. Get your butt back. Get your hands up. Get in a defensive position. Why don't you? Yeah. You didn't like how they were coaching? They're so what the deal is is that they're, I mean, they're, they were, uh, Morales is telling us they, they did an affiliate event. And so they were at Cameron Indoor. They've got this whole two-on-two bit going with Barton Hahn because uh, Hahn played college basketball, I believe. That's part of the deal. So that whole thing's going on. But, yeah, that wasn't – that. I was afraid that Key had hurt himself. That was my actual concern in that oh, situation. No. Yeah. Know? Oh, man, who's got time for rehab of an Achilles? I certainly don't. I, you kidding you know? me? Forget about this it. This handsome face? No Come way. On. Hey, listen, Sedano will join the show from the floor of the Chase Center in San Francisco right before the game, right before tip-off. Sedano will join us in a matter of moments. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, wait, is there more? I mean, we got Blueberry Cheesecake Day. We got the Star Wars whatever it is down in Anaheim. And we got we got this. What, Thank you, Chris. What exactly? I mean, how can somebody explain to me how blueberry cheesecake gets its own day? Cuz I don't Good, good question. Big cheesecake mm. has got a serious lobby it turns out. So, so I have a question to ask you, which is something I'm very interested in your thoughts on Kaplan. Please. So yesterday, my girlfriend, the woman I love, she had to shoot something Aww. for her company that was a social media thing. She needed somebody else in it. And so I said, okay, sure, I'll do it. You know, I'll be in it. And did you did, wait for free? Well, <laughs> yes, for free. <laughs> for, for free. As in no monies were exchanged, Scott. Because we shot it in our apartment building. So I'm asking you, how do you feel about being a character in your family members' social media that's not yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, do your kids do this to you or anything like that? How do you feel about that particular part of life in the family? All right. I hope this doesn't come off as sounding like really being a jerk, okay? But I don't love it. Um, okay. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, I flew back down to Florida to see my family. My niece was winning, or at least she was, uh, she was nominated for this award. And I had won the same award in high school. And so my sister was like, you got to come down. you got to come be here for this. And I don't know if she's going to win, but it would be so cool to have you here. So I showed up, and I didn't tell my niece I was coming, and I surprised her. Well, I didn't know this, but my sister was behind me filming 
the entire interaction from me walking from the car into the house and seeing and surprising my niece. Mm. Then she took it, she took it and she posted it on Facebook with, without ever asking me. All right, hold mm. on. We'll finish the story in a second. Wait, our, our man Sedano is, is standing by. He's on okay. the floor up in San Francisco for tonight's what could be deciding game five in the Western Conference Finals. Hi, George. Hey, what's up? What's How you up? doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm watching Andrew Wiggins uh, and Nemanja Bialica get some shots up. What about you? Is Andrew Wiggins getting wiggity, 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 whack? Oh, goodness. I mean, Jesus, for the love. You couldn't do the low-hanging fruit, like the, <laughs> any lower-hanging fruit than that? I mean, wiggity, seriously. wiggity, wiggity, whack. George, let me, let me, let me ask you this, because this is the thing that is funniest to me. What do you yeah. do in the middle of an NBA playoff game when the roof opens up? Like you're playing in some sort of a church league garage. Uh, it's I've been through some strange stuff, obviously, this season. I was also in Dallas, if you recall, when they uh, when the backboard uh, or the rim was bent and we had a 43-minute delay, so it wasn't mm-hmm. my first rodeo with that, Clinton. <laughs> um, but ever, the leak was interesting because it was leaking not only on one end uh, but on two ends. Just the second end happened to be behind the Mavericks bench, so it was affecting just the audience and not the actual court. Meanwhile, when I went to go say what's up to Sean Marion, who was sitting there, I didn't realize he was sitting next to Mark Cuban. I'm like, Sean, have you ever seen anything like this? He's like, nah, man. And then Cuban looks at me and he goes, <laughs> he says, yeah, I thought I had this fixed when it leaked on Mar- in March. Wow. He's like, clearly it didn't work. And he uh, used a few more choice words. He was not thrilled, obviously. <laughs> George, I listened to that whole broadcast on Tuesday night, uh, driving down from L.A. to San Diego. And loved it because all the coverage of what was going on in the roof, I think, might have been more entertaining than the actual game itself. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny stuff for sure. Um, it was – look, I when I did the one on TV with the, the rim being bent, we did 43 minutes. That's a lot of tap dancing by me and uh, Mark Jones and Richard Jefferson that day. So right. let's just say that 15 or 16 minutes was uh, was nothing. It's like – that was like a sprint compared to the marathon I had to go through earlier in the season. Compared to what you just said, Scott, you said it might have been more interesting than the game itself. George, do you think that there's any – how do you feel about that? These playoffs have had a lot of blowouts, kind of lopsided series where, sure, they might be tied, but these games – they turn into garbage time early. How do you feel about that in terms of how fans of the NBA are looking at this so far in the tournament? I think that, and I'm going to have to run here after this. We got to talk to Steve Kerr, but the um, I think Mark Cuban nailed nailed it when he tweeted two days ago that the play-in and the calendar has kind of wrecked things a little bit. Where now you have the second-to-last series and the second to most important series, uh, you know, plural, being played every other day. So you're not getting the best basketball, and I think that. That has hurt the product personally. That's my personal opinion. I'm agreeing. I, I agree wholeheartedly with Mark. Okay. All right. Go talk to Steve Kerr. Yeah. If you I'll decide you want to jump back in, you know. Wait, wait. Tell him what happened when we were getting on you on the first. Who walked by? Oh, uh, your boy Kevin Harlan. He yeah. goes, hey, Kevin, how's it going? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did he give you a hug? Uh, we were, he was walking somewhere, and I had oh, to go somewhere. Had Speaking of which, I have to go. I have See to you go later. Somewhere. Yeah, I'll talk here. to you later. They're yeah. actually go working, on. Scott. They're go not on. just there to grandstand and show people that they're hanging around each other. It was yeah. funny when I was talking to him down the line. He's like, oh, hey, Kevin, how's it going? I was like, was that Kevin Harlan? I was like, go grab me. He's like, I would, but he's, he's, he was in a hurry. He was walking super fast. No, we're going to get Kevin Harlan on the show, This and it'll be funny. It'll be a great payoff. So, Clinton, go back to where you were, which was? Which was that I, I, I acted as a stand-in in the woman I love's latest social media post for something she's doing for work. So, like, cool. No big deal. I didn't mind it. But I'm asking you, 
how you feel about doing that because I know you have sort of different kind of privacy, you know, just affiliations in terms of what you like. And you you started with a story about your sister clandestinely recording you, which does not sound like a good start. Well, so here's the thing. So so I go back down to Florida because my sister says, hey, you got to come down. Your niece, my sister's daughter, is uh, up for this award that you won in high school. And it would be really amazing if you're here. And if she wins it, wow, wouldn't that be great? Right. What a moment. So I, so I go down to Florida. I land. I drive. I get to my parents' house. And my sister is videotaping me going from the car into the house and then me surprising my niece. And it was a very nice private moment, right? Well, unbeknownst to me, my sister puts it on Facebook and tags me. And now all my, this is going back a few years ago, all my San Diego-based radio listeners were like, oh, this is so great, this is so awesome. And then, of course, you know, it's social media, so people have some nasty things to say as well. And I said to my sister, I go, don't you think you should at least tell me before you post something like this or even ask me before you post something like this? Am I out of line here? What do you guys think? Should Not she have asked? It, the, the permission thing it's not only just the decency thing, it's half the fun. Because if you'd known she was going to do something, you might have done something even bigger. You know right. what I mean? Or you might have right. given it a little bit of the, you know, the magician point or whatever. Like, for what we did yesterday, J-Girl and I, I loved it. I t I've told a lot of people this. Lindsay, when I was in high school, my number one goal was to try to be a dude in an R&B video who doesn't have to talk, but the <laughs> girls all like him. That was my like. Kind of like how P. Diddy is that, in like the hypnotized video. That was like, no, sort of like, okay, think about the video where the guy's driving Mariah Carey around on the motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that, it Honey? That was, I can't remember what I the think song it was. it was. That was my goal in life, short term goal he in life. He was a good looking man, too, in that video. See, everybody oh, yeah. notices oh, yeah. the dude in the I R &B remember his face. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. I got to do that somewhat in my, you know, life, but. Abercrombie I'm talking about, but it wasn't that big. My point is, I don't mind being a stand-in if I'm just there to look around, but clandestinely recording people, I'm with you, Scott. Not cool. Yeah, um, and, and here's what happens is now it pops up on my Facebook all the time. Hey, we've got a memory for you from six years ago. <laughs> I'm like, I wanted, I don't want my, like, I live a lot of life on social media. Sure. I'll put my kids on yeah, social media. I'll put my girlfriend on social media, you know, but Sometimes there are moments that are private that it's great to have video, but do you have to put it out all over Facebook? Yeah, it's a good. It's a good point. Wait, but... do you do you not like getting the memories? No, I love getting the memories. Okay, I good. do. The, I memories love the memories at this point are almost the best part of Facebook. Yeah, that's matter. the only reason I like Facebook anymore yeah. is because of it. You know, it's weird. The other day, um, I had a memory pop up that my my dog Sam passed away two years ago on Sunday, and you want to know it's weird that I never knew until then. Chewy was born the next day. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's weird. Eerie. That's like some celestial, cosmic, weird coincidence, I think. Oh, is, that, I think. is that the name of one of your colors? Celestial? Yeah. I thought it was like a, a tea that we were about to hear about, some sort of celestial seasonings yeah, or something. Exactly. exactly. Oh, my God. But that's, yeah. That isn't is weird. that weird? Yes. It's creepy. Pretty weird. Yeah. I, have, I, I like the memories popping up on Facebook. I just don't like that memory popping up on Facebook because I felt like that was a private moment. It was a violation. Yes. A little bit of a personal violation. That's exactly right. I hear that. That's at least how I felt about it anyway. Uh, Clinton Yates is in today for Sedano. Sedano made a 30-second appearance, and uh, he had to go talk to Steve Kerr, and he made sure he told us all that he was going to talk to Steve Kerr. Not like, <laughs> hey, guys, i got to go run and work. No, no, no. I, I, me, George Sedano, I am going to talk to Steve Kerr, uh, just heard, so you guys know. You heard me laugh when he said that. I was like, right. of course he has to go talk to Steve Kerr. Like, <laughs> that's great. That is great. Uh, all right, coming up. Let me ask Clinton this, and I'll ask it to everybody else for that matter. 
Are you ready for the next pro sports team to move into L.A.? I'm not talking some little minor league team, okay? I'm talking about big-time franchise relocation moving into L.A. Are you ready for another team coming to the L.A. sports scene? Who's moving to L.A.? Let's talk about that. Coming right back. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. It's true. I admit it. I didn't know who she was. Then we played the music, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I know that song. But... To beat out Jennifer Aniston on the hottest women over 50 years old list, I mean, that's just, I can't have that. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> For me, it is. D, I see. Cap. Yo. Do you know that Briones calls my boyfriend Lenny? He calls your boyfriend Lenny? Mm-hmm. Why so, is he calling that? Because he says that he reminds him of Lenny Kravitz. Because nobody like, knows my boyfriend's actual name. They know him as Tebow, and then, I mean, Briones does, right? But he's like, no, 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 that's not his name. His name is Lenny. I'm so like, when you what? say your boyfriend looks like Lenny Kravitz, I mean, yeah. are we talking like he shows up everywhere? He's got his hair all beautiful and well, looking just. Well, I'm not going to say because then you will figure out because sometimes voluminous. he pops on the on the on the live, so you will figure out who he is. But he is extra. My boyfriend is extra. He's extra. Yes. See what she's doing. She's doing what Sedano does. She's leaving. Uh, what did you call morsels? Little morsels. Yeah. <laughs> of, when of when your boyfriend he, shows up is. at places, does he wear like a jacket with no shirt under it, and he's got a six pack? No, he's like, I haven't worked out. He was going to do a role for something, and he turned it down because he's like, yeah, I don't have a six-pack right now. <laughs> he's okay. like, does I he can't wear, do that. Does he wear sunglasses in bars at night? He has done that. He wears girls. He does? He has a, yeah, he has a girl. He's big on his girls. Really? Yes. That's cool. Yeah. He, That's he has really a very cool. – I was uh, showing Lindsay, like, what I'm wearing to the Mandy's, mm-hmm. and if he decides or if we decide that he's going to go, he's wearing something very um loud. Well, so, hold on. Hold wait, on here. question. Yeah. So, Laura and I are talking about what we're going to wear, and is it okay if I if I disclose the color that you're going to wear, Laura? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, because so I bought a red dress and a black dress because I don't want to be like you know I I don't know what everyone else is wearing. I don't want to be too loud, but I don't want to be too plain. So the Laura is also wearing red. So is it a bad idea then if I wear red? No, ladies well, in red. Most importantly, like though, Laura and I are presenting together. And we were going to coordinate. You got to coordinate. And yeah, now, but you can't trust you to coordinate anything because when me and you were supposed to coordinate with uh, gold and purple outfits, you just showed up in the other thing. So. Well, that was Whoa. that was that was a different thank issue. You. Just was, saying, I'm just saying you got to be, that was be a aware. Issue. That be was aware. a totally thank different you. situation. Thank you. Let me, thank you. That, I was compromising myself for the purposes of fashion and the bit. In this case, I'm not. So yeah. Anyway, what are we? Are you going to coordinate with your boy? Or are you going to coordinate no, with no, me? No, no, with you. Okay. All right, because yeah. it sounded like for a second there. No, no, no. He's he he's is like if he, my get my guess is my bestie right now, right? If he decides, he's just he's like, well, I don't want to show you up. I'm like, look, he's not. He wants. I don't want to show you up. What does that mean? Because he's he's extra. Like yo, for my for the graduation thing, not my actual ceremony, but the thing that he went to, it was seriously super casual. I was in jeans and like some cute booties and stuff, you know, and like a blazer. And I was, he's like, what's the thing? And I'm like, just go, whatever. And if I were to show you guys what he went in, it was extra. His jeans were kind of sparkly. And I'm like, really? You're out showing everybody here. Wow. He doesn't dress down? He can't dress down? He can. He doesn't like to. Oh, Oh, one of those deals. All right. right. Good to know. So, honestly, I'll keep that that in mind when I meet him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Giving out ammo. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll see if he can pass the test into the community, you know? I'm super impressed with everybody, though, already working on their outfits because I keep getting, what are you wearing? Have you figured it out yet? And I keep I saying, because, well, you know, I'm a classic procrastinator, right? And so I mm-hmm. said, I'm not even starting to think about it until we turn from May to June. But I think that's like Tuesday or Wednesday of this upcoming week. I was going to say, that's around the corner. So you're going to have to get on it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I do have one 710 listener in Orange County who is a fashion designer who has been communicating with me on direct message on Instagram. And he says, all I got to do is come to Orange County, and he's got me all hooked up. So why don't you do that? Oh, I'm planning on it. Okay. There but you go, then. Well, are you going to match with your date? Because I feel like you should match with your, your date, right? I don't think I'm going to be matching with my date. I think I'm going to just be like Laura's boyfriend. I'm going to stand out. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, I don't know if yeah. you so, so well, the this, red, the red carpet's going to be fun. Is this I know that like much. a dress to impress situation? Because I, I was under the impression, like, I don't, I don't want to be too much and be all like, whoa, whoa, why is she dressed you, so... How dancing? are you under that impression? I was told that if I didn't wear a tuxedo, I couldn't go, which yeah. oh, well, I'm obviously going to well, break. Well, I guess when I heard but... everyone's wearing pantsuits because no one wanted to wear a dress, I was like, well, I don't want to be the only one wearing a dress because it, and be like too, too fancy. You know? Well, you know, you don't you don't want to knock him dead like that. You can't you can't let him can't let him do that. I mean, pantsuits. I mean, are I not... can, but I just feel like they're like I don't know. Pantsuits can be very dressy. Yes, they are yeah. dressy. Like I saw Laura's both Laura's and Amanda's because they're going to wear pantsuits. They're also in. You know what yeah. I mean? So they're very that. fashionable. But right. I'm too short to wear a pantsuit. I think. Oh, so oh, that's girl, me what, too. That's but... what this is about. You don't you don't want to. Well, wanna... I don't want to be. I don't know. I'm going to be like, oh well. I'm also wearing a pantsuit. So you know what I mean? It's a well, weird situation. The, the thing is, I knew I was. <laughs> gonna wear you know what i mean like i knew i was gonna wear a pantsuit because i I, everybody knows that's why i didn't do the romping thing like i don't like my legs and i couldn't find a long dress that i was like oh i'm kind of digging it so i remember talking to amanda i'm like how would you feel because like clinton was told you gotta go fancy you gotta go over the top so i talked to amanda i was like hey what do you think about this she's like oh i love it and then that's how she ended up with her pantsuit situation too so it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. Also, Lindsay, I don't know. I, mean, I didn't say it was a bad thing. I think your pantsuits are both very pretty. I just don't want to. I don't want to look like I'm trying to be all extra. I don't think it's going to c- come across yeah, that way. Not so not not just because of the people at Seven Ten, because the other listeners there. I guarantee you, they're going to be listeners there dressed in all sorts oh, of dude. wacky stuff. Everybody's you know coming. Bringing, and I don't think you're going to. I don't think it's going to stand out in the way that you're worried about. Although. I do think it's going to be fun to see what everybody wears. You know what I'm saying? That's why, of course, I'll be hosting the pre-show on the red carpet. The consigliere will be there as well, adding some additional analysis to the situation. So this should be fun. Don't worry about it. Is what I I'm might saying. crash that. We're having fun. Oh, everybody will be <laughs> there. Yeah, I mean, listen, everybody I, will be there. Yes. And, and and Clinton, let me explain something to you. You you know, tickets to the Mandy Awards are now, and I'm not exaggerating in one bit here. It is the toughest ticket to get in the city of los angeles do you hear what i'm saying i do the toughest ticket to get so here's the thing you're not joking um the mandy's you either want them you bought them or you're gonna win them the only way to win them now is to make sure you download the espn la mobile app which is awesome told you a million times i feel like i'm cheating on my terrestrial radio i only listen to the app (laughs) and now if you go into the app and you click on the contest button you have a chance to win now you know clinton i promised a bunch of listeners tickets to this event you're gonna let them down did you i did i mean i i not only did i promise them i promised them on the air oh the table thing i remember this so i have found a way just to let everybody know for those of you that i promised tickets to 
and it's only four of you, but I promised four tickets to listeners. I have infiltrated. I have gone behind enemy lines, if you will, Uh Clinton Yates. What does that mean? It means that I have acquired the four tickets that I promised. I was not going to let these four listeners down. Oh. So he paid money on the black market for these tickets, I think. That's what he's saying. Gotcha. I don't want to say how. He's not going to say it, but that's what he's saying. I'm just going to say that the tickets have been acquired. Some kind of trade with Sunday Swagger or some Mother's Day brunches, you know, something like that. That's what we're doing. the, The tickets have been accumulated by me. And if uh-huh. I promise you, and it's only four of you, and by the way, I know who you four people are. Manuel Don't, from Gardena is one. Manuel from Gardena, you and me, buddy, <laughs> you're, you are coming with me. So, okay, so you see what I'm saying? By the way, can it, you, you've, you've triggered my mind on a topic, and I didn't mean that negatively. I just meant something came to mind as a result of that. You were complaining the other day that you're not the backup host of the show. But you got 9,000 other things going on just amidst the actual programming. You're not going to have time to do anything but glad hand. You better get this fashion situation under control quickly, Cap. Yeah. No, because everything right. else is going to suddenly balloon in size, and it's going to start steamrolling. And the next thing you know, you're going to be all over the place you're right. on show you're right. day. You're right. I have got to deal with my outfit. I have Outfits. faith in you. I have faith in you, Cap. And Thanks, man. And really quickly, I do want to give a shout-out to Frank from formerly known from Fullerton, now from the LBC, who gave up one of his tickets to Alan Sliwa's Murphy bed on the my Instagram live yesterday. Wow. Look oh, at that's that. cool. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Inter-show Alan Sliwa's Murphy bed has yeah. to be there. He that guy's awesome there. on Twitter. Yeah. I love that guy. How do, we, how do we how do we feel about also the always fun part of certain things, which is when anonymous people's identities are revealed. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be very interesting to see I'm going to pl- try to play a game where, and if, if you're listening, Alan Slee was Murphy bed. I know this is going to be tricky to do. Don't tell anybody who you are. Oh, I already know. Well, we, yeah, we kind of know because okay. he also called, too. Okay, well, I don't want to know. So, I want to be able to figure out on my own who this person is. Please do not ruin I it for me. I was mind blown because I'm on my live yesterday. No, right? no, 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 no. Wait, don't wait, even wait, start wait, it. Wait, 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 Because wait, wait, you're going to no, accidentally no, tip me no, off to I'm something not, that I I'm don't want to know. I, I swear I'm not. But I was like, this person was interacting, whatever, and he was like, hey, so-and-so is offering a ticket on the community. And I was like, yo, I know who that is. He's good people. He's not going to hustle you. And then says, hey, yeah, he actually gave it to me. He didn't even charge me for the ticket. That's why I said Shout out to Frank. And goes, uh, Alan Sliwa Murphy bed out. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, so whoa. there was a reveal yeah, that already whoa. happened. So you All found right. out who it is. I don't want to know. So if you're out there listening... Don't come up to me at the Mandy's and say, oh, there goes Alan Sleep with Murphy bed. I don't want that. I won't do that. I want to be able to figure it out on my own using my powerful skills of deduction. I love it. All right, listen, I'm going to tell everybody one more time. There are no more tickets to the Mandy's. The four of you that I promised tickets to, Manuel, Zap, the Bensons, I got you guys all covered. Everybody else, there's nothing I can do. And, And I can't be communicating that night, like, come to the door. I'm at the entrance. I don't have tickets. Talk me in. I can't do it. I cannot do it, Clinton Yates. That's my move normally. Hi, yeah. I'm Television's Clinton Yates. You're darn right. Um, hey, listen, we will get to, and I didn't get to it yet, but there is another pro sports team that now wants to move into L.A. Who wants to relocate, and do we need another team? We'll get to that story on the way. Plus, Laura's got what you need to know. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.